welcome to the Million Dollar Listening Podcast. In this show, we aim to help people grow in all areas of life with the focus of getting to the next level. I'm your host, Mari Wines, realtor, marketing guru, real estate coach, and co-owner of E3 Realty. So today I have Mr. Gabe Prasad sitting across from me. He has been to 39 countries in total, and I'm lucky enough to have him sitting across the table from me here at our headquarters. Gabe, welcome to E3. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about your travels and why I introduced you that way and kind of what you've been doing well before COVID, but you know. Yes. No, I think that because traveling is so important to me and it's always been such a big part of my life, having the past two-ish years, maybe more now, who can even keep track of time anymore, Travel has not been as frequent, at least international travel. I've done a lot of road trips and visit places around the country, but I miss international travel so much, and I would do anything to get back on a plane and for it to be as normal, whatever that means now, like it used to be. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy to think about. It's been that long. I, I can't even believe it. My last trip was to the Philippines and Bali, and that was right as the pandemic was hitting. I remember... We were trying to figure out if we should even take this trip. And I'm like, oh, we are going. We are going. <laughs> we are not letting some unknown virus stop us. And we still went. And I remember I was in Bali and everybody that I was meeting there was getting stranded. And I was like, oh, I guess it's time to book a flight and get out of here. And so I made it just in time to get back home before all the borders closed. Not that it would have been a bad thing to be stranded in Bali. I almost <laughs> wished that, that, whole time. that whole time. I almost <laughs> wish that I would have now. So yeah, I made the wrong choice. But that's so, all right. So I'm sure people ask you this all the time, but what was your favorite country to travel to? So many for so many different reasons. I've loved them all. And people always ask me like, oh, where should I go? I'm like, well, what is it that you're looking for out of the travel? Are you looking for a relaxing getaway? Are you looking for a South African safari? Are you looking for the beach? Are you looking for the countryside? But I've loved every country for many different reasons. And even though I've been to what most people would think is a lot, it just feels like not enough to me. There's so many more places to visit. The world is such a big place, and I wish that I could see so many more. And I hope to soon. Yeah. No, yeah. I love all countries. Spain was, like, probably my least favorite place to visit, which makes me sound like a brat, but I am. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know. I love, I love, love, love the architecture there, though. I don't think I've seen more beautiful architecture, but I was, I think my expectations were so high. That makes sense. I think that whenever you go in with high expectations and you, they are disappointing because it's not what you perceive them to be. Yeah, that sucks. I try to go into travel without it. If whatever. I had never been anywhere else, I think I would have loved Spain. So Fair I should enough. just stop talking. <laughs> People should still go visit Spain. Because I'm thinking right now, like if I could spend some time right there, that would actually be f- amazing right We would take now. that. Like, we would yeah, like, your worst place Like possible. let's just go tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. I take that back. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to tell me, other than your travels, do you want to tell me a little bit more about your background? And Yeah, so I, my professional background has always been sales. I fell into it by accident. It first started in college. I was taking all of these business courses. I started off as a psych major and I realized really quickly that I do not want to listen to people's problems as good <laughs> as I am at problem solving. Like that is miserable. So I'm definitely not going to do that. So I switched over to business because I still, like most college students, had no idea what it is that I wanted to do with my life. So 
I triple concentrated in a bunch of different things. Doesn't even matter. And it led me into my sales degree and, or it's my sales experience, excuse me. And I started working in luxury fragrances. And it was one of those jobs that I would never have expected to do. And you never expected to pay as much as it, it does, but it was flexible. And then as soon as I graduated from college, I leveraged that experience to get into corporate luxury beauty sales. And that's where my experience has been. Yeah, you introduced me to a Kerastase, which <laughs> has been the death of me because now I spend millions of dollars on hair care. I know, I'm so sorry. So thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it really but does work, though. <laughs> it does work. Your hair looks really good. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but I could still probably do full product knowledge and a full sales pitch on it. But, you know, so something you I. never lose. <laughs> so could I? It wasn't even my job. I'm Fair like, enough. Hey. <laughs> um, so... so I know you have a very strong sales background and a lot of success in each job that you held, but for the past how many years have you not been working? Yeah, so I haven't been working for the last five years. And people are like, wait, what? What were you doing? I was like, well, I've been doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I had a huge like, life-changing experience. My family got into a really bad car accident. My grandmother passed away. And at the time, I was living in Seattle. I was managing a territory of four states, over four different product brands. And I had a very large territory. I was killing it up there as far as sales go. As far as like the business professional side, everybody loved me, but loved to hate me. But that's another story. You'll you'll get to know me but a little bit more. But you lived, like, I don't I forget what it's called where you lived, but you had like that amazing view of the water and all that, right? What was that area called? I was right in downtown Seattle, uh, overlooking the Puget Sound. There you go. So, I mean, if you're familiar with it, the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, that was the Escala, and directly across from it was the Cristala, and that's where I was at. So shout out Cristala. I hope you're still there because Seattle <laughs> is kind of crazy right now. But <laughs> so, so successful sales career, awesome place, looking over an amazing view. Yep, four blocks from the new Amazon Domes, Pipe Place Market, where they throw the fish, and the first Starbucks is. Home to, you know, Nordstrom's one, the very first Nordstrom's ever, Costco, Boeing, Microsoft. I mean, all of these huge businesses. And you're in this metropolitan city where food is amazing. There's so many activities to do if you're an outdoorsy person. And life hits. My family gets into a really bad car accident and I had to drop everything and come down. It was a choice that I made. Probably would have changed it, but no, I'm just kidding. But I'm, I'm glad that I was able to be there for them. But it, the universe gave me an opportunity to reevaluate life and make some different or difficult life choices of if I wanted to go back to what would be safe or if I wanted to try different things and realize that the job that had afforded me the lifestyle that I wanted to live at the time, if it was actually worth it. I call that the golden handcuffs because it gave you the financial resource to be able to take all those trips that I loved doing and eat at good restaurants and buy all the unnecessary things that I didn't need. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't, was it really worth it, the quality of life? So the last five years has just been a journey of self-discovery, trying different things, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, and going from there. And so five years of kind of just being a nomad. Yeah. And now you are joining E3 as a realtor. Mm -hmm. What is making you switch into the real estate industry or wanting to explore it? Well, around the same time, five years ago, one of my really good friends who is a complete psychopath for getting me into this business <laughs> <laughs> told me that I should go into real estate and at the same time was beginning her career. 
And at the time, I was like, I love this idea because so many people in my entire life had told me, oh, you should really get into real estate. You do really well at it. You have a great personality for it. And I've always personally been interested in real estate. So I just wasn't at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. It seemed not necessarily daunting. I just didn't want to learn a skill, a new skill or a new industry, even though I was proficient in sales. I didn't want to go learn a new industry. I get it. I totally get it. The first year starting anything new is exhausting if you don't manage your time correctly. But I think you've learned to do that over the last five years. So it might be good timing for you to start this adventure. Yeah. So cut to five years later, that same friend messaged me and said, you need to get your real estate license. And I also like a psychopath (laughs) went and did it super quickly, as fast as humanly possible as the DRE would allow me to. That's exactly how I I did it too when it (laughs) happened. (laughs) And then I was like, well, maybe I should have done it five years ago. And the same friend sitting across from me was like, nope, you did it at the right time because I did all the hard work and now you get to benefit from it. Exactly. I told you I was going to take us places. (laughs) I'm ready for that journey. So obviously I'm the psychopath, but (laughs) why did you choose E3 other than this connection? Well, yes, because I absolutely could have gone anywhere. I mean, they send you out a million different letters. I have other friends. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's insane. I'm like, and it's multiple over and over and over again. Like, this is not the way. Maybe it works for some people, but it's not going to work for me. Mine is more of a personal connection. So one, yes. But just like with any business, I would do my due diligence even though I trust you as a person, I came out here and it actually started with another friend who came to interview the company. And at this time I had, I didn't have my license yet. And I knew that I was planning on doing it, but I wasn't there yet. And just asking a lot of questions and E3 really just had a very comprehensive plan of how do I take somebody who is new to the business from like the infancy stage and have a plan of success for them all the way through. And I really like the plan that E3 that you guys laid out is here's the coaching, here's the resources that you have, here's the ownership team that also is responsible for your coaching, here's their experience, here's all the tools that we use, here's all the money that we invest in these tools and these resources for your benefit. So it seemed like a no brainer. I also interviewed other realtors who are new, like two years and under, and asked them about their experience because there are a lot of companies out there And it was subpar to what E3 had to offer. Yeah, no, most definitely. And that is why when I said get your real estate license now is because there is such an obvious lack of training in this industry. So 87% of people who get their real estate license fail and they don't do real estate anymore. And I I probably say this stat way too often, but it's nuts. If you think about it, it's absolutely nuts. If you think about any other degree or certificate, the percentage of people who get it and 87% of them fail, that is not okay. No, and I so, would not waste all that time and money. And you know I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. And so the plan that has been laid out nicely for everybody is because I would probably die if anything went out there and gave us a bad review. I can't have anyone making me look bad. <laughs> so that's the real motive <laughs> behind the plan. <laughs> no. Because yes. I just could see, I met, so you work with agents. I work with so many agents and I'm like, what they're such an amazing person, but they obviously no one taught them this or that or on my listings, I get offers. And of course me, I'm a softie. I feel bad for these people. I feel so bad telling people that their offer wasn't accepted. And I feel so bad that no one taught them how to do it or they're not getting the proper training or mentorship. And so that is really why. So I'm glad that that plan was appealing to you because it's exciting. We're always trying to improve on it. 
No, I like it. I think that it makes sense to have a plan, just like you would in real estate, right? Having a plan of not attack, but a plan of how do I get to understand my client the best way and what is it that they are looking for and how can I be of service to them? So it just starts from the very beginning. So I, I get it. I like that you guys had a plan in place and that it is so appealing to somebody who's starting out and is brand new. That way it's not so daunting. Yeah. And like you said, there's people calling, like I have people trying to recruit me every single day. It's really funny, but I get it. Um. <laughs> I have people trying to recruit my mom thinking that they're <laughs> texting my phone and I'm like, yeah, you should say yes and ask them. <laughs> I was like, play with them, like the people who are calling and telling you that your insurance is expired on your laptop. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you and I, so Gabe and I go far back. We went to college together. We actually scheduled our business courses so that we were in all the same courses every semester as much as we possibly could. We would eat every meal together, <laughs> like you name it. Anyway, we we're connected at the hip and all those years, like we were going to college for a reason and it wasn't to work right. an eight to five job and struggle right? and and not retire till we're old. Like, no, that is not an option. So, you know, as we're young, very young in college and we hear about like Apple, Amazon, all these companies blowing up and people were able to get in on the ground floor and you hear about like every, when every company went public, you're like, damn it, yeah, damn it. All those people just made so much money. And so... The reason why I did call you and was like, get your real estate license right now is because I think that what we're building is really special and it's one of those rocket ships. And I think that we are going to be those people. And that is why I want someone I care about a lot to be on it with me. No, I appreciate that because it is one of those things. It's funny, like thinking back that so many years has passed and we did have every class together. We did eat together. We then worked <laughs> together. It was so much. And you were probably the one person I have never actually gotten tired of being around like damn near 24 seven. It's so wild. And that's, it is, I'm it's just, wild. you know, you know. <laughs> You're supposed to say likewise, but yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just the feedback I get all the time. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, I'm gonna ask those people in the office behind me if uh, that's the case, if they're tired of you or not. I did get it. Oh, actually, this guy behind the computer right here working on the sound is probably the person that gets to, can't stand me the most because I'm at my perfectionism. Which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being like a perfectionist. Um, I work on not being a perfectionist every day. That's like one of my character flaws. And I've, I let so much go. Anyway, that's a whole other yeah, we don't have podcast to dive show. I told you guys she was psychotic. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I was not wrong. <laughs> okay. So I know you're brand new, new, but what have you done so far at E3 to kind of start your business up and running? I think you just, was that your first coaching call that you just had no, with that Michael? Was, that was my second one. Okay. So there's been a lot. So the first part of it was completing all of the training as far as technology that is utilized here to help you with your business along with all of the training videos on you know what to expect when you're first starting real estate what are some of the questions that you should be asking what how do you find your clients i mean so many different things that you need to know when first starting but it's broken down to for you in these short videos and you have the ability to like learn to actually learn what it is that's expected versus just being thrown into the water to see if you can swim so you also have coaches so we have nick who helps us on a day-to-day -day basis. We have our morning check-ins. And then I chose Michael, Michael to be my, my business coach. So he's more of my direct one-on-one -on -one to actually formulate a plan of attack when it comes to like, hey, what is it that you want from your business? And how is it that I can be of service to you? 
in order to get you to those goals. I've also been recording videos and content, taking pictures for business cards. So there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it to make sure that you are set up for success. Yeah, and it is cool because Michael will help you completely customize your business plan so that it fits your life. And that is, the aside from being on a rocket ship and all the things we were saying, that is the beauty of real estate is that you really can, if you're disciplined enough, you can customize your business to where it fits your life and you can still spend the time on the things that you love or with people that you love. Right, doing the things that you want. I think that's what's also so appealing as well is that, Hey, it can work with anybody's lifestyle, whatever your goals are. There are the resources and the tools versus so many other places where you really are just left to figure it out. And it's nice when you can take out the guesswork and you're not making all of the mistakes on your own. You can learn from others' mistakes, right? It's so much easier that way versus learning the hard way. Oh, yeah. And it's so nice because we are pretty picky with who we hire because how much I'm like the kind of person I've made however many mistakes I've made in my life. And I love being able to share those with people, but the people that you're like, trust me, trust me, trust me, don't make this mistake. And they're like, okay, boom. And they just go walk right into it. So we are very picky. And I know that you, it's a people, you're going to be so far advanced than most realtors because you are going to be like, yep, I get it. And you're going to take it in and you're going to live your life knowing what you're not supposed to do. So you're going to have a definitely like fast forwarded track to your real estate success is my guess. And if anybody knows me, I'm super direct and I'm all about efficiency and efficacy. And I like that. I don't want to do all of the things that don't make sense. I want it to be logical. 100%. Why waste time? Exactly. Um, So I know that you are very direct and we're like making all these jokes and we're, you know, (laughs) this is just what we kind of do when we're together. But on... The inside of you is a very soft person. I know you are. You do really care about people. Like you care about people more than most people I know. And so don't, don't let tell people that. don't What's wrong with don't you? let that. Well, because it matters. It really matters in real estate. You will not succeed if you don't care about your clients. Period. I just don't want them to know how much I care about them. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them. Obviously, they're gonna know. They will know. <laughs> just don't tell. They're these going other people. to know. <laughs> So like we love having fun, but on a real like face-to-face relationship basis, whether it's with your clients, your family, you are very caring. And I think that's going to be a huge part of your success too, because people are going to be able to trust you that you're doing what's in their best interest when they're spending every penny they've ever made in their whole life, or they're making the most amount of money they're ever going to have the opportunity to make. And so that's huge. And I just, I think all the qualities combined, it's going to be great. Well, I appreciate that. I, I do think, I always pride myself on, authenticity, right? Just being your true self. I think that it also puts down barriers when people feel like they can trust you and you have that connection where things aren't as serious in life, right? Even though something like purchasing a home or selling your home can seem very daunting. Keeping the air light and keeping it fun and knowing that they have you as a resource to lean on and that they can trust you is really important. So yes, as much as I want to pretend like I don't care, I 100% do. And then I'm going to take it back to this because we talked about you being a nomad for all those years and then completely dropping your life in Seattle. But one of the ways that you were able to do all of this was because of a real estate investment that you made. And so that was probably a good experience for you. And I don't know if you're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. When I, I accepted a job in Seattle and at the time, Seattle, all I heard was it's the most depressing city in the world. Why would you want to move there? It has the highest suicide rate. It rains all the time. And being born and raised in California, 
I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know why I'd be going there unless you pay me a lot of money. And they did. So I moved up there and I was looking around. I had a few days to figure out where I'm going to live. And I realized that the cost of rent would be the same amount as a mortgage. So I'm like, why wouldn't I just buy a place? And this was, I was 24, 25. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let me find somewhere. And the place that I found was amazing. It was really rare to find something so good. And when I put an offer on it, I put an offer on it the same day. The next day it had four offers on it, three of them all cash. Mine was the only full price offer. I was already pre-approved and I got it. There was so many other things that happened along with it. I mean, it was a wild transaction and I was just happy that I got it. But it is <laughs> it is wild looking back at it to see how far I came. And then yes, as soon as like the, I timed the market right before the pandemic hit, I, I sold and I was like, I can see things going a little bit differently. People are beginning to work from home. It's more remote. Not everybody's going into the office. Some of these businesses aren't open as, you know, the same hours as they used to be. I was like, I think I should sell. And I did. I sold at a really good time and I made a really good ROI on my property. Yeah. Enough to be able to fund your life for up until now. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> And I was definitely, <laughs> I was micromanaging that situation, by the way, from California. I even had you fire your realtor. I did, and I did fire her, and I found she somebody was, else. Yeah, she, no. She should not be responsible for I hope she doesn't see this if I post this on social media. Yeah. I hope she does so that she goes and improves her skills or calls us to see what she could do better because that is not okay. I know. It was not good. handle someone else's money that way. It is absolutely not okay. I completely, and you know, that's the other great thing is because I've been on that side of a transaction it makes you so much more conscientious and cognizant of being able to approach it from a real life experience. So that's the other great thing too, is even though the real estate experience from representing somebody, whether they're buying or selling is new to me, the process and what it takes to, to actually be an efficient and successful salesperson is not. I have a lot of experience in that, so. Yeah, and going back to what I said earlier, when you care about your clients more than you care about the money and not, I shouldn't be saying this. She was greedy. She cared about the money more right. than she cared about her client and you will never succeed because no. you, when you, I will let a client go immediately if I know that what they're doing is going to benefit their life and make their life better. Right. And I'll still help them through that. Right. Every single time, even if it means I'm not making money, that's not what matters to me. And you would feel terrible. You would like, Oh my gosh. What, would you ever, no. someone didn't want to work with you, No. be like, no, you have to. You have to pay me. You signed no. a contract. I don't care if you hate me. No. Pay Where me. is your dignity? Pay no, I would never. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy to me. But anyhow, um, it's just a great example going back is that because now you're never going to tell anybody about her. You probably forgot about her until I just brought her up right now. But then the guy that you worked with afterwards, you loved, like you raved about him. and He was good for a little bit. I mean, listen. <laughs> okay, no. I, no, I can tell you what was wrong with him too. <laughs> I don't know if you remember towards the end. I was like, I had no, oh, I don't even want to talk about I it. I can't remember. I've done sold so many houses since yeah, then. I you don't need to remember, remember the craziness. But importantly, more importantly, is I remember. And I know <laughs> so not yet to, to make those mistakes and what it is to look for and how it is that I would want to handle and approach anybody that works with me. And uh, so just starting out in the next you know, six to 12 months, what are your goals for yourself in real estate? What are you hoping to accomplish next time you're sitting here Doing the podcast, what do you hope we're talking about? So I hope we're talking about the real estate transactions that I've made because 
I got into this business, again, because I was so, not, uh, other than you telling me that I should, <laughs> is because I genuinely am. Thanks for trusting me yeah, so much, by the way. Yeah, yeah. For now, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a business that I've always been, very, or an industry I've always been very interested in. And I want to learn from behind the scenes, actually working for a reputable company that has vast experience and experts working with, for, alongside them. And I know that it is only going to help me with this real estate career that I'm venturing on. As far as what I see it being, I'm leaving it open because I never like to limit myself or any of my experiences. If traveling and living the life that I never dreamt possible and what other people look at and say, oh my gosh, that is what I strive for, is not to limit yourself, is never to put any limitations or any boundaries on yourself and just see what the universe has in store for you. I'm a very spiritual person and believe in, in all of that, that there's signs if you're open to it, that if you trust your instincts and your intuition, that it can guide you along the way and it can help you be successful to live whatever life it is that you want. So as far as goals go, I hope that I'm successful, whatever that means to me in this industry. I hope that I have some sales experience that I can come back and say, hey, here are some success stories or here are some learnings that I have in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, so I keep <clears throat> saying this, but like every single quality you have, even being intuitive is going to help. I can tell you that I have a very strong intuition as well and I can walk into a house and know it's, I can tell it's the one that my right. clients should get. And if they don't go after it, cause it's scary. So sometimes people aren't always ready to make, like pull the trigger. And I've had it to where I've known it and then they didn't pull the trigger. And then all they talk about to me for the entire time we're working together is that house that they didn't get. And I'm like, I knew it. I told you. It's craziness though. You should though. trust me. <laughs> um, and then obviously the more knowledge you get and the more skills you get in the industry, that intuition becomes stronger, but it's, it's all great to have. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, do you have any fears starting out in this industry? No, I mean, I keep getting asked that question about fear, fear this, fear that. I'm like, <laughs> no, I am not a fearful person. I mean, I do a lot of things like sight unseen. I chose my business coach. I had never met him in person. I was like, well, let's see how this goes. We'll see what happens. Jumping out of a plane, jumping off of a building, take, booking a trip. <laughs> I mean, jumping in a cage with sharks around you. I'm like, I don't really care. I'm like, you have one life to live. You shouldn't live it fearful. Going back to travel, that's the other part too, is so many people are like, oh my gosh, scrolling through the gram talking about I want to go visit this place as if it's just aspirational and not just inspirational I'm like you should actually go out and do it don't have any type of fear in your life because what's the worst that can happen somebody's gonna say no you're not gonna enjoy it you'll find something that you didn't like something to go right just live your life without fear without limitations and just experience everything that it has to offer you I think my goal for you is for you to be a motivational speaker at all of our <laughs> events <laughs> Telling everyone that fear should not be stopping them it should not. from living their best lives. I love that. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. I don't really get scared too much either. And right. I think we both are willing to take risks because it's like, what's the worst that can happen? What's right. the worst that could happen? Exactly. You're back to where you are. Right. And then you have, what if what if it works out? Right. More than you ever expected it no, to. No, I'm really going to expose you to everybody. I think that you need to talk to people a lot more about that because fear stops people from so many things so many things which is unfortunate yeah i mean even investing in real estate there's Mm. so many people who are so scared and over the last i don't know five years have said like the market's gonna crash i'm just too scared 
the market's going to crash. I'm just too scared. I'm too scared the market's going to crash. And my clients who did purchase have made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wild. And at the end, when they thank me, I'm like, no, thank you yes. for trusting me. Because if you didn't trust me, you wouldn't be gaining anything from this right now. And so I, I just love it when people trust you and put their fear aside, even though it can be stressful and probably is scary. But fear stops people from gaining so much in life and not just financially or materialistic, but right. everything. Fear stops people from the most amazing relationships they could have right. or like you name it. Um, Anyway, I am so excited that you are joining our company and can't wait to see where you are the next time we're talking. And I will bet some money that there's going to be some motivational speeches I have assigned <laughs> you to. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm up for the task because I'm not fearful. <laughs> I could jump in front of a crowd of thousands of people right now and be like, what are you going to talk about? I don't know. Do you remember all these presentations we had to do? Yep. And we would write our outline. In, the, in between the 15-minute transition, and we would get up there and talk about nothing. And you would cue me when it was the time, and I would be like, in conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what did you just say up there? I'm like, I have no idea, but we all just got A's. So yeah, here we definitely. go. definitely. A's all the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you're definitely going to be an A++ student in real estate also. Thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming today. Thank and you for I cannot me. wait till the next time we're talking here and just to see what happens, you know, upcoming here. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. It was of, great. Of course, anytime.